The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 166, recorded December 8th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of this KyberCast team. The other half with me is... Michael Diaz. Hey, Michael. And listeners out there, we have a special guest. Her name is Carly Brooks. Hi, everyone. Happy Carly to be here. Is... Welcome, Carly. Now I like that you're waving. Yeah. Because nobody can see that. I know. <laughs> we can, though. You can. Um, we know. We know. Um, but anyways, welcome, Carly. You're going to bring a uh, voice and an opinion that, uh, well, it might be the same hell. I don't know. But uh, it's nice to have a different person other than us two idiots uh, talking <laughs> every week on this podcast. So welcome to the show, which would probably be the first of many, because I think you're gonna, you'll, 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 people will like you better than us two. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty adorable. Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's jump into the news. Michael, you wrote most of this stuff down, uh, so why don't you lead us in the news this week? I can't even find the notes. Oh, here we go. I'm pulling it up. I'm just a little bit behind. Well, let's start with uh, Black Adam. Word is that um, it's losing Warner Brothers so much money, or it's in the black. One of those is true. Definitely one of those is true. <laughs> well, there was a go ahead. well, there's a variety expose that kind of said, Oh man, with when you consider marketing and all that, this movie just lost them several million dollars, fifty million dollars, whatever, huge amounts of money. Then Deadline came back and said, No, it probably made them some money. And then The Rock, did you see The Rock jumped in? No. He posted on his Instagram that they, in fact, made a profit, I think around $50 million or something like that, and also noted that the first Captain America movie only made like $320 million. So, like, you know, American, oh, yeah. domestic, yeah. Yeah, I did see something about that. Um, Carly, you, did you see Black Adam? I did see Black Adam. And what, what's your overall take on that? You we know, talked about it, I think, on our show, but go ahead. Yeah, it was... It's definitely a different turn from, like, I'd say, like, a Shazam. It's a lot darker. I like... Wait, what are, like, the spoiler rules on this? No, it's all spoilers. You can all spoilers? Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, I thought the little end credit at the end with bringing back Henry Cavill as Superman was pretty exciting, and it sounded like The Rock actually convinced Henry to come back. But um, with, you know, the new DC leaders, James Gunn and... I forget the other guy's name, but it sounds like they're taking a different route. So I don't know. Hopefully, you know, DC figures out what they're doing with their universe soon. Well, that's actually a nice segue into another news bit I have, because yes, uh, James Gunn came online to defend because apparently the big news yesterday was that Wonder Woman 3 was canned. And then it came out that the studio gave notes to Patty Jenkins and she's like, nope. She's not changing anything. So she's out. 
And then James Gunn came back. He said, listen, there's a lot of news going on right now. Uh, supposedly also uh, that uh, Man of Steel 2 has been canceled. That, perhaps... that was canceled a while back. That was that was never. Well, there. no, but then it was brought back to life last month when Henry Cavill said, I'm back as Superman. Now that's up in the air. And basically what James Gunn said is, listen, some of this information that's come out the last 24 hours, some of it's true. Some of it's false. Some of, some of it, we don't know if it's true or false. Yet. Some's half true. Yeah. Right. Because they're still, they're in the middle of mapping out the next 10 years of DC films. Now, do I think it's a bad thing to kill Wonder Woman? Yeah. I mean, admittedly, Wonder Woman 84 was not as good as the first. But when your two biggest and most successful movies that aren't Batman related are Wonder Woman and Aquaman, now you're talking about possibly booting both Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot. That's, I don't know. But again, we don't know it's true. It might. You know, I, I'm going to be probably contrarian to this. Michael, like, you know what? Just cut it all. Start over. Like, have James Gunn have a take. Uh, as much as I'd want Cavill, my favorite Superman, other than Christopher Reeve when I was a little kid. But um, if you're going to start, don't have any baggage. Just cut it. Cut and run. Forget. Don't even release the Flash. The hell with it. Don't even. Just. <laughs> just. There's so much trouble with that. Like, just leave it, start over, and let it be. Maybe you won't even see Aquaman 2 release. Like, cut it all. Well, and see, that's one of the new rumors, that after Aquaman 2, Momoa's done. They're wiping the slate. You might as well. I heard that they might recast him as Lobo. I've heard rumors of, like, yeah. Oh, he'd be a great Lobo. Yeah. Yeah. I did hear that as well. So, just start it over. I mean... Like all of it, like Suicide Squad, none of those characters don't bring any of them back. Like cut the whole thing, start over. Well, that's easy with the Suicide Squad because that's the nature of the team, you know, even in the comics. No, but I mean, even if there's another Harley Quinn down there, a different actress, let's just start over. Just, know, just start all the way over. Yeah, fine. just like those movies for what they were and let him build a new universe in a different way. That's what I would do. Fair. Because then you, then you have no baggage. You could just start the story over. Like, you know. And but if you were to start over, what character would you start with? That's a good question. Come out, you just can't come out with Justice League right away, or whatever that is. Right, right. Oh, I gotta think you gotta start with either Superman, Do you? Batman, or Wonder Woman. What if you did it more like the Iron Man route? You could go that route. I mean, let's face it: Iron Man was not an A-list character right. when they did the movie. But he was a character that Marvel still owned because they had sold off everyone else. Right. So they, they worked with what they had. And, oh, yeah, Marvel. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, of all the characters, like, yeah, and I even like, uh, what's his name that plays Shazam? Like, I like Shazam. You didn't see it, Michael, but. Oh, Zachary Levi? Yeah, yeah. I like him. Yeah. He's, he's a good Shazam. But I think, I don't even know if you, well, if you end up going to Kingdom Come, you need to have Shazam because he's vital to that story um but i don't know if i had one character i don't know who i'd it wouldn't be batman and it wouldn't be superman i think i think i would do i don't know like uh green arrow or something like that i don't know some human guy that that's would, a hard one though because they just finished that series a year or two that's ago. fine that's okay yeah. start over. Oh. joe said it was good everyone <laughs> well i mean it's done it's over it. with oliver queen it was good the first three seasons and then it just became the same thing i'm not going to disagree 
uh, or you could start with Flash, I suppose, but not this new Flash. But you can't. I, I don't know. You know, I will say something. You had brought it up before when James Gunn posted that picture from Kingdom Come. Yeah. From Kingdom Come, yeah, two times, twice. Yes, thank you. Um, if now you got me thinking, if they actually went that route, that would be a good way to rebirth the universe. Do the Kingdom Come. Wipe this slate clean. Yeah. And then start from scratch. Yeah. It could be interesting. Could be interesting. Anyways. What's next? Uh, let's see. Bad Batch season two trailer came out, which Joe, I'll let you take that one. Well, I loved it, but you know, you know, I'm biased towards Star Wars. It, it looks, looks good to me. Little emperor, emperor in there, little trying to find their way in in the, the, the chain ever changing galaxy of what's uh, who's going to lead what and who's on the right side of what and what they should do and think for themselves. Uh, I'm looking forward to this myself. I liked Bad Batch season one. Did you see it, Carly? I did not. Oh, I loved Bad Batch. It was it took a, it takes takes a couple episodes, but it really got going. The first episode was great. It was like an hour because you had. Did you see Rebels? Nope. Oh, Carly. You're hurting my heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's watch, okay, Carly. Joe's our resident did, Star Wars geek. Did you watch uh, Clone Wars? Cart- uh, animation. All right. That's a whole I've bunch seen, of no. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen clips. Yeah. If you're a Star Wars person, there's a lot of great stories in there, and I'm looking forward to to Bad Batch. So to me, it looks it looks awesome. But you know, I'm biased. What do you think, Michael? Did you see it? Yeah, I saw. It. I think it looks fantastic. You know. I didn't watch all the Clone Wars. I haven't watched Rebels. I basically, I haven't watched every single animated Star Wars show that's come out. That said, I did watch that final, what, seventh season of Clone Wars that introduced the Bad Batch. I've watched the Bad Batch. I enjoy it. It, It's telling a story I like, and it's a nice segue into what I believe is. I would say, though, if you have any intention of watching Ahsoka, the Star Wars series, then watch Rebels. Watch every season of Rebels because it's all connected to that. So if you have any anybody that's listening out there, if you have like any inkling of watching Ahsoka, they're bringing characters specifically back from Rebels for a reason because Rebels ended in a certain way. So I would definitely, if you want to catch up, now's the time. So do that. Go ahead. Where were you going to, Michael? Oh, just it seems clear from this trailer that it's less going to be it's going to be less about them being like the mercenary group. They have been, you know, doing jobs for money. They're still going to do that. But, you know, when Rhea Perlman, that's not who her, you know, and they her got Wanda, Wanda Sykes now in there. Wanda Sykes now too. Um, basically asking them, you know, is this all you want to do? Or do you want to fight for something bigger? So it's a heavy nod to the fact that they're going to somehow be important or instrumental in the rise of the rebellion, I think. Maybe. Yeah, could be. Uh, now this takes place right after uh, Revenge of the Sith, so it's way before Andor, right? And that, but that's fine. The the rebellion starts, you know, fairly fairly quickly in small cells. So I think that's what we're going to see. It's possible, totally possible. Uh, was that it for our news already? No, uh, we don't want to miss the fact that Avatar Two is getting rave reviews already, that's, Joe. That's right. Oh no, 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 I read the reviews. The, the reviews are, what a spectacle. It's amazing to watch. Thin story. <laughs> I know, but I just had to bring it up for you, Joe. So prior to this, I was talking to Carly. And Carly, tell me your experience. You just watched Avatar, but 
on the small screen at home. I did. Yes. I watched it for the first time this year. Yes. I know I'm behind. I'm sorry if you only think it's, it's very, how old? Okay. It came out. When did it come out, Michael? 2013. 2013. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. You were, you were how old at the time? 14. Yeah. So I can see why you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I did watch it and you know, watching for the first time and trying to picture myself in 2013, I think it would have been such an awesome movie just to like see all that CGI and new visuals that they like use to create the film. But to me, it was just like another fun action packed movie. You're in a really beautiful planet or earth area called Pandora. I could see the, you know, the hype about it. Well, you're not wrong in that. You, you did really have to see it in IMAX in 3d. So you're right. I've watched it at home. It's not the same experience. When when you see it in IMAX and in 3D, it does blow your mind because it is totally immersive. I'll give James Cameron that. Well, that's not, is that a compliment to James Cameron or is that a knock? Like, help me understand that statement. No, it is a compliment. I'll, I'll give him that. It's he 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 raised the bar as to what a film experience could be. Now, did he raise the bar narratively? No, we, no, we I'm talking in rewatchability. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think Carly's got the best uh, response there because she just saw it on, you know, at home. Yeah. So when's the next like, time you want to watch that again, Carly? How, how, <laughs> uh, probably yep. not for a while. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I, I agree. I, I fully admit if I wanted to see it again, even though I own the Blu-ray, I would so much prefer to go see it in the theater right? on IMAX in 3D. Right. It's not the same at home, but at least I saw it that way once. So when I do watch it at home, I get a slight feel for that, but it's still not the same. I have no doubt it's going to be visually amazing. Um, it's still, it's like a giant cutscene, but you know, uh, I'll probably see it at the theater. Obviously, if I'm going to talk about it, I want to see it at the theater. I don't want to wait till it comes out. But I won't. I, I don't think I'll jump opening weekend, unless things are nothing's going on and I can get tickets. I'm not gonna buy my early tickets and hope uh, I get in. Put it that way. Well, maybe over Christmas break, Joe, double date. Yeah, think. Yeah, that could work. Because I'm Actually, I'm still mad that it took me this long to see Black Panther. What kind well, of forever it took me. It took I go see it because you saw it. I know. <laughs> it was really ashamed of myself. Um, but that's why we're here today. Uh, what other news? Is that everything? Did we touch That's everything? everything. Okay, cool. Um, so what we do on this episode every week is something called Our Geek This Week. So I'm letting Carly know. Uh, Michael, what was your? I listened to the very first episode of the Black Panther Wakanda Forever podcast. Is that a Marvel production? It is. Uh, only the first episode's out. It's kind of a teaser. The rest will be coming out in January and thereafter. And it's hosted by uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Okay. Seems like that's late. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why it's coming out just now. You would think they would have wanted it to come out, what, a month ago when the movie came out? Or at least a week or so after the movie. But uh, they're going to go through the whole process, talking about, you know, talking to the actors. Uh, The first episode was with Ryan Coogler. And as would probably be expected, it deals a lot with, the death of Chadwick Boseman. Right. And how 
it gives glimpses of the story that would have been had Chad not passed. Uh, and he goes into things like, you know, did, did Ryan Coogler even consider, you know, saying, no, I can't do this now. And he said, yeah, he did consider that. I would think so. Right. Yeah. But then he was also very honest. He's like, I got to admit though, I'm not going to lie. It didn't last very long because well, you should listen to the episode, but he basically, okay. basically he gives a lot of credit to Chadwick who after the movie came out, like anytime you saw him, Chadwick was basically saying, we got to do a second, got to do a second. And knowing what we know now that he was ill, even before he started filming the movie, you know, him, he recognized what a cultural impact that movie had that he insisted that they do another one, knowing in his mind, he might not be there for it. So that's one of the reasons why Coogler's like, I didn't wait that long. I, we had to make another one. So the first episode's about 40 minutes and it's fantastic. I highly suggest if you're a fan of the movie or a fan of the MCU, I highly suggest you listen to at least the first episode. So do you have to go to just type search Marvel? Is it the Marvel pod or do I search uh, Black look, Panther? Just pod? look for uh, Wakanda Forever on your favorite podcasting app. I used Google Podcasts, found it immediately. All right. Well, we don't get paid by Google or Marvel, by the way, just for those plugs. <laughs> Is that it for you? That's it. One geek, nothing else. Usually have like 15 things going on. Uh, I got around a busy week here. I think you know how that goes. Yeah, we all do. Um, uh, so mine is the same as last week. Basically, I'm still reading Lord of the Rings. My Kindle died the other day, so I'm charging it. It's back there behind me. So that's the one, the one flaw of a Kindle that I don't, I don't have many printed books because I, I like reading on the Kindle. Uh, so, but uh, I'm still doing that. And I watched Willow episode three, which we're not going to review today because uh, I don't even know if Michael watched it. I specifically didn't watch it because I knew we'd spend the whole time talking yeah. about Black Panther. Yeah. Are you watching Willow, Carly? I'm not. Did you ever see Willow? Do you know what that is at all? I don't. It was a failed Lucasfilm movie <laughs> a long, oh. long time ago uh, um, that Ron Ron Howard directed it. And uh, it ended up becoming kind of a cult movie. And now they turned it into a Disney Plus series. Um, okay. So it was it was okay in, it, in its day. Uh, a funny side note I got home last night and my wife was watching Labyrinth that is I love that movie that is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life shut up it is so horrid no. that thing is horrible it's Labyrinth like, that's is a, that, fantastic oh, that is like if the Muppets were dead it's so bad no it's so great Carly have you seen Labyrinth no but I'm loving you know this two-sided <laughs> <laughs> point of view it's awesome yeah. I Bought that movie on, I want to say I bought it on DVD. I probably bought it on VHS. I definitely bought it on DVD. I don't know if I bought it on Blu-ray, but I definitely own it digitally. I almost canceled Netflix while she was watching it. So we could see the end of it. can't tell you any or time. Or Disney Plus or whatever. I, think, well, I don't know what's on. I'm like, why is this on? She's like, this, it was, the only the good thing was Jennifer Connelly's in it. But even that, it was, she was terrible. It was terrible. Terrible. Oh my God. That's where my love affair with Jennifer Connelly oh began. Oh my God. So, which it's not creepy because I was her age back then when it came out, so it's okay. Uh, David, so her age now. It's, it's just, it's just, uh, it's so good. Yeah, it, yeah, no. When you want to watch something that's oh, sometime in the eighties, I think okay. 80, 86, I believe. Jim, it was Jim Henson trying to do 
fantasy where three quarters, if not more of the characters are puppets, but not good ones. Actually, main, main, there's really only two humans in it. It's uh, Jennifer Connelly as like this 14, 15 year old girl trying to save her baby brother who's been kidnapped by the Goblin King, who's paid by David, David Bowie. Bowie in the tightest pants ever. And creepy dude, like, trying to get this 15-year-old girl. Like, that's creepy, man. It's so good. <laughs> Joe and I could not be more disparate in our views. Uh, I love that if, movie. If if you want a good movie from that time that deals with that kind of thing, like, watch Time Bandits. Now, that's a good movie. Okay, I'll agree with you. I freaking love Time Bandits. Have you seen Time Bandits, Carly? No. <laughs> Ooh, look that one up. That's okay. a classic. That's a classic. Anyways, that's another derailment. Uh, so now's the time that we talk about Patreon typically. So if you guys want to help out the show, go to patreon.com slash kybercast and you can throw us a little tip in the tip jar there to keep the show going. Uh, anything is always welcome, even if it's a dollar a month. So patreon.com slash kybercast. All right. Now we're going to talk about the main topic is why Carly's here. So I'm going to have her lead the story, or the, at least the thoughts on Wakanda Forever, uh, Black Panther. So to kind yeah. of tell us what you thought of the movie and uh, some of your, I don't know, whatever thoughts, it is you want to yeah. say. Yeah, thoughts. Um, I think it was probably one of the best ways to end phase four, in my opinion, just because of the nostalgia from Black Panther 1 and also the tying together of you know, dealing with grief and loss, but in such like a beautiful way. The introduction of like new characters like Namor and Riri, it was fun to kind of see them start to join the storyline as well. But um, overall, I think it was a wonderful tribute to Chadwick's legacy as uh, T'Challa, Black Panther. Um, and couldn't I don't think we could have asked for a better, I think, sequel to the first Black Panther. Michael? What's your, what was your thoughts? Well, first off, I want to say I agree with Carly 100%. Um, no, even if Chadwick was still alive, there's no way you were going to top Black Panther. It, it just, okay, maybe, but not likely. That, like I said, that first film became a cultural touchstone. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was amazing. That said, um, they made things, well, they didn't make things, it became much more difficult once Chadwick died to even come close to that. So all that said, this is as perfect of a film as they could have made considering the circumstances. Okay. First of all, let me, I got to do a sidetrack here because I had to tell you my experience at the theater, which is probably going to... Um, it doesn't going to jade this movie, but it, it changed my mood. So we went uh, to the theater and behind us came in literally seven, 12 to 14 year old girls who were <laughs> oh, man. just, now, you know, the Imagine. opening, you know, the opening of this movie is very, very touching and it's quiet. Like it's, yeah. it's like a yeah. very touching scene and they're like giggling, laughing. Oh, and I'm like, then I became the old asshole and I turned around and I said, shut up. I'm watching the movie. And then people were like clapping because I told these girls to shut up. I'm like, well, we're trying to watch it too. I'm like, stop, just stop. So then they tried to be quiet. And then throughout the first 
35 minutes, they were going up and down the stairs, like trying to, is this guy coming or not? Is this boy? Like, they're, I think they were there to meet boys. And then by the time 35 minutes went by, they just never came back. So the, like seven girls bought these tickets to watch the show and they didn't even watch it. And, I, and, and so, you know, I'm just prefacing the first part of the movie. It, it didn't make the movie bad, but it made me pissed off. So I was in a shit movie. Right. So it affected your viewing. It, it affected my viewing. Well, luckily it was just the first 35 minutes and there were still four more hours of movie to go. Yeah. Exactly. For that being said, which leads me to my next point. They could have cut 30 minutes out of this movie very easily. Uh, tremendously easily. They could have cut 30 minutes to, to move narrative along. Um, I did like the movie. It, I thought it was good. I I have... A few problems with it. I, I I think that it's. I'm not sure the pacing was very good for this film and and getting getting the story across. It was it was definitely about grieving, which that's what the whole movie was about, and I get it. Yeah. I absolutely loved Namor and the Namor story. That was more compelling to me than Wakanda, and that's a problem. I think because you're supposed to have a love for Wakanda, and I'm like, yeah, but I kind of like where he is and I don't want his place destroyed either you know he was not necessarily a bad person um, especially when they get into his story about what happened to him and you know uh, and his people and uh, now his motives are there and he's kind of like uh, what's his name uh, from Killmonger? Super- no like Superman you know um, Zod, I got you. right so it's he's trying to redo his plan um, so I like Namor a lot Uh but I think the movie had problems. I, I really, really do. And now, I still liked it. It's still a good movie. Uh, I don't know if I would rank it in the top 10 of Marvels that's come out since the men. I don't know. I don't know. But my favorite character was the Namor story and not necessarily what was happening in Wakanda. Um, that's that's my take. Yeah, well, I I feel like, go ahead. I was going to say that this movie kind of left Wakanda in a little bit of shambles with, you know... Losing the queen, and then that was devastating. Yeah, I was. I had a feeling that might be like a story plot to kind of help move um, Shuri into like the Black Panther mantle. Mm -hmm. She's now joined kind of Wanda and Thor and Peter, and losing everyone they've loved. But um, looks like at the end of this movie, Baku is potentially the new king of Wakanda. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that part at the end. Well, they it was already established in Civil War when T'Challa's father was still alive. That he was the king, but T'Challa was the Black Panther. So you don't have to have both mantles. Right. And let's face it, Shuri, she took the Black Panther mantle, but there's she's clearly not ready to be queen yet. So if that's the case and that's how they end things, I think that makes sense. He's he's very wise. I mean, he's been running his tribe for years. Mm-hmm. I just I, I like where it ends the film. I, I like if that's where they leave Wakanda, I'm good with that. Yeah, that could be good. And and you know, so I might be again. People might hate me for this. Um, I, I didn't. I felt like Ironheart was shoved into the story for no reason. Like I don't even understand why she was in other than like she was a smart person that cracked a code but then they turned her it, it just felt really shoehorned in writing to me like okay she, now she's just ironheart out of she's the new tony stark like 
I don't know the story of Ironheart, so I could be way wrong. Michael, you you probably know that story. To me, I, it would, she would have been cool if she was like a. Uh, she was cool. She was fine. It's not a, nothing against her or the actual character. It's more like, man, that would have been much better if she came out of uh, Tony Stark somewhere, like a Stark school for something. I don't know if, to, if you're going to bring her into the Iron Man or the Iron Wars or whatever the heck that's going to happen. Um, I don't know. That just didn't. And I didn't even like the Ironheart costume. It just looked like some weird, overly polished uh, Power Rangers thing. I was like, I don't like this at all. It's fairly comic book accurate, though. So? What does it mean I have to like it? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, as you haven't read the comics, yeah, she comes, she did come from the Iron Man comic book, in fact, was the uh, lead on the on the Iron Man comic book for several issues. When Tony was, I don't remember if he was dead or gone or what exactly the issue was, but he, he came back eventually, but he had a digital copy of himself that was basically her version of Jarvis in the armor. So they're actually, cool. at the time, there were actually two different Iron Man titles going. She was the star of one of them, and Doctor Doom is the star of the other one. Well, I like that better already. That like the Tony Stark voice. It could have had what's his name. It could have had, you know Robert Downey Jr.'s voice. Robert that. Downey Jr. is not going to come back to do a voiceover. He's, Think about it. Think about this though. What happened with Jarvis? Well, he, he, Paul Bentley became the vision. Correct. So if he uploaded it and it was a voice, then maybe they find a way to replicate and bring him back. Yeah, but Robert Downey Jr. is done. He's made yeah. his money. I'll bet you he comes back. No, he's, he's, in, he's in what, almost 60, I bet isn't he? you. I bet you he comes back for something and Chris Evans does too. Mm, for like a Secret War or something? Yep. Mm. They are leaning towards that. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to see America's ass again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, I wanted to say something to one of your points. Um, yeah, as far as Wakanda, that was the point of the first movie is to see mm-hmm. Wakanda, and Wakanda was kind of a character in the film, and we got to experience what Wakanda had to offer. And I think this one was supposed to more focus on not only Black Panther but also Namor. And I know in the comics he's called Namor, but in this, uh, he he referred to himself as Namor. But yeah, then no, everyone mentioned no, it thereafter. No yeah, no love. Yeah. So I think this was by design. Whether or not Chadwick had passed, which obviously he did, I think this was supposed to be a much more character-focused movie as it was. Um, and once again, Marvel and Black, Black Panther specifically mm-hmm. now have two of the best bad guys or nemesis, whatever you want to call them in the MCU. Killmonger was phenomenal, but you knew where he came from. The same with Namor. They, right. I, I don't disagree with you on some of the pacing and some of the editing they could have done. Right. But that said, I don't know how you tell Namor and the story of all of his people without taking the time they did. They do take a little extra his time. His time was fine. His time. I, I didn't mind that. In fact, I, I didn't feel like, think i got enough that's fair in his story um well going back to the beginning do you guys think it was anticlimactic or because of the way chadwick passed on that they just said that he died of a disease they didn't say what it was was that a good did you was i want to say did you like it because it's not something to like but did it work for you To me, I think they did it in the most respectful way 
possible. Um, I don't think they wanted to like dive more into how Chadwick passed um, or any more reasons to why um, he couldn't like be in the film any longer just because of what happened. Um, And especially with uh, the blip for that five years of missing time, I think they were able to line up at least the timeline right so that you don't miss too much of it, or at least his storyline can easily fade off and we can have, you know, another kind of person take the mantle after him. What about you, Michael? I agree hundred percent. Um, let's face it. It was the, it was the elephant in the room. How are they going to deal with Chadwick Boseman? If they had waited too long, people are going to be waiting for that and not focused on the movie. So I was actually surprised. I didn't realize the movie was just going to start because I'm used to Marvel films. You know, you get the whole Marvel fanfare, blah, 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 and all that. And then the movie starts. It it starts running. It's like, all quiet, too. There's no sound. Yeah. In fact, I didn't realize the movie had really started. I, I thought it was another trailer or preview or something. Right. Neither did the 13-year-old girls behind me realize the movie started. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was perfect because they had to address the death of T'Challa and to make it mirror what Chadwick actually went through as well, not telling anyone and being very private about his disease T'Challa doing the same thing. It's a nice reflection of the character that brought him to life. So, or the actor, I should say that brought him to life. So having him die off screen in the, like literally the first 15 to 30 seconds. Right. It, I don't don't want to say that it it takes care of that because the whole movie, as we've all discussed, is a meditation on grief and mourning. But it it removes, I don't want to say it's a distraction that Chadwick died because it's not, but like I said, hitting it on the head right away, full force, there's no wondering, we all know right away and we can get into the movie. And that's how it goes. He passes and then we get the Marvel fanfare and it's silent and all we get Every single image was T'Challa or right. Chadwick Boseman. Sorry. And it's, it's powerful. It's moving and it gets the movie off and running. What about the side story with, uh, was it Ross? Is he Ross? Is his last name Ross too? Yes. Yep. Yep. Agent Ross. Yeah. And, uh, what's her face from, uh, Juliet Valentina. Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. So they were yeah. married at one time? Did not see that Sounds coming. Sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> so how does she is she is she running Shield? Who's no, running Shield? CIA. No. No. She's CIA. CIA. Okay. okay. All right. So but that's she, where I was so we saw her in End of Black Widow. Correct. In Hawkeye. Yep. Anywhere else? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier. She brought. She hired at the end. She came in and got oh, uh, yeah. the agent, or whatever you call him, secret agent. What is it called? U.S. agent. U.S. agent. Yeah, the really bad Captain America. Well, yeah. So, you you know the first you know three phases was all about Nick Fury getting the Avengers together, and then what they went through, blah blah blah. But Nick Fury was part of Shield, which in the comic Shield is more of an international organization. But in the MCU is obviously more of a U.S. type 
right. organization. Still with international reach, but it was much more like, well, very similar to the CIA. But uh, now they just said, it makes sense. The U.S. government wants a super team that they can control 100%. So that's where she comes in. She's head of the CIA, and she's putting this team together, and we're obviously going to see them in the next couple of years when Thunderbolts comes out. So do you want, how do you, go ahead, Carly. I was going to say, do you mind filling in uh, like the Thunderbolt storyline? I'm not quite familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah. So in the comics, now there's going to be a diversion in the films, but in the comics, what happened was uh, the Avengers were gone or busy or something like that. So a bunch of supervillains use their powers and created new monikers for themselves as heroes. And they pretended to be a new superhero team called Thunderbolts. Well, it's in a Thunderbolt Ross, isn't it? Well, we'll get to that in a sec. But yeah, that's how the team initially started, where you basically had uh, Baron Zemo and all of them. We've seen Baron Zemo. Mm-hmm. Right. He formed the team, and the whole point was they were going to have this elaborate con where they fool the world into trusting them, and then they can do whatever they want. So it was like this the perfect supervillain plot. But as it so happened, uh, over the course of the comics, a lot of the former villains are kind of like, this is better being a hero. Can't we just stay heroes? <laughs> and then, of course, there was some some people who still wanted to do the, you know, the con. Some wanted to be heroes. But anyhow, it's kind of morphed since then to like a much more government-controlled superhero team. Because um, the Avengers have never, you know, taken orders from the U.S. government. They've always been their own thing. They do what they do, and they don't really have any oversight or anything, just like we've seen in the MCU. The Thunderbolts is basically a government-sanctioned superhero team. Do you think with the kind of introduction of Valentina in this movie that they might take government action against Wakanda now? Is that kind of what they might be leading up to? I think it's entirely possible, especially seeing as Valentina even hinted at. Yeah. Well, during the meeting in the CIA, they wanted to invade yeah. Wakanda. So it's funny you bring that up because, yes, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Okay. Because if if we, we've seen who we know is going to be on the team already, we have got Ghost, we've got uh, what? Um, who else? From Black Bucky, Widow. Bucky, Black Widow. Bucky, Black Widow. Yep. Um, the Russian, the David, what's his name? Oh, Stranger Red Guardian. Thing. Red yes, Guardian, thank you, Red yeah. Guardian. Yep. Uh, Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Three of those people have already been mind controlled. As far as Taskmaster, Task, Taskmaster, uh, Black Widow, and Bucky. On top of that, Bucky has the trust of the Wakandan people because he's the White Wolf. But he doesn't have his arm. <laughs> he might have that might be that might be an older arm. No, I'm kidding. I just That's funny though. Um, he already has the trust of the Wakandan people and the Wakandan court. Remember, he spent we don't know how long there, at least a year, if not longer, uh, you know, recuperating and you know, basically healing his mind. And he's loved by and respected by the Wakandan people, and it's vice versa. I think something happens where they use Bucky. Not, I'm not saying that he knows this is what's going to happen, but they somehow use him to get into Wakanda and start some shit. 
I mean, Taskmaster, I think, is just going to do whatever they, she is told. Um, we've already established Yelena can be convinced. You know, she can be manipulated. Well, she's the first recruit for what's her face again? Because agent is. No, no, no. They got her first at the end to to go after everybody else, to go after Hawkeye. Well, the first time we saw it was the well. I don't know chronologically because technically I believe the Black Widow movie occurs before um, Winter, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Right. So at the end of Black Widow is when Valentina goes and says, do you want to go get Correct, but Hawkeye, the person that age wise we saw yeah. her first recruit U.S. agent. Yeah. But yes, I, I believe you're correct. Black Widow does take place chronologically before that. Yeah. Which I hope she doesn't go back because I like her. Well... Maybe not bad, but I think I, I don't think like the Avengers films. We're going to get multiple films. We're not going to get three, four, five no. Thunderbolts films. No, might be. One. I think we're going to get the one. Might be a series Maybe. on Disney Plus. Might be a movie. Yeah, right. We might get something like that. But I think I think whatever happens in that first film, I think the team's going to fall apart because I think some of them are going to realize they were used or betrayed in some way, shape, or form. Right. I know we're way off base from. No, it's okay. Black it's Panther all part now, of it. It's all part of it. Exactly. I think Bucky is the way in. So yes, okay. to answer, a long way to answer your question, Carly, that yes, I think so. Uh, where was I going to go next? I had something in my mind for Wakanda forever. Um, as it relates to the entire phase four Carly, you said you thought it was the perfect ending for Phase Four. I still yes. feel like this. I still feel it was disconnected from anything other than itself. Like it didn't tie. I don't know whatever the Phase Four is. Together, I suppose. I don't know. I guess from like a storyline perspective, none of it really connected very well. I think from like a theme for Phase Four, I think like the dealing with grief and loss started with WandaVision. Mm. Um, you kind of see Wanda go through her stages of grief on losing Vision, the love of her life, and then... Twice. When the, twice. Strange, and, then, right? yeah, and then her family, and then we go to... I don't know. what We have home. Thor, Love, and Thunder, who has to deal with losing Jane um, to cancer, and then Peter, No Way Home. He yep. ends up get, being forgotten by literally everyone. everyone. So just yep. dealing with that loss as part of the superhero call. Got it. That's a good point. You know, I hadn't thought of it, but I think you're hundred percent right. The entirety of phase four has been about loss and grief because the capstone to phase three wasn't um, end game. It was Spider-Man far from home. Was it not? No, far from home is considered, Oh no! No phase way four. home. Yeah, no way. No way home is phase four. You're right. Capstone was far from home, and that dealt a lot with the fact that Peter was dealing with the loss of Iron Man, who had just died. Right. In you know uh, Endgame, but you're right. He's dealing with that, and then continues in his solo movie, the next, the third movie, where he loses everyone, including Aunt May. You brought up one division. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is all about uh, the loss of Captain America. Even mm-hmm. though he's still alive, we don't know where he is. Um, Loki, he loses his old reality. 
Right. Yeah. I. She the only hoped, thing that really she hoped was, didn't lose much. <laughs> okay, you're right. She hoped didn't lose much. Well, she lost her anonymity. I guess but that's not that. I know it's. I'm, that's a stretch right. there. And Miss Marvel. Okay, I don't know what she lost there. Well, but, before we go further into phase four, I, I do want to go back to this is where I was going in my head. Um, how about the scene where she takes the synthetic whatever? I can't remember what that plant's called. Um, heart shaped herb. Yeah, she goes down, and we see Killmonger. We is anybody expecting that? I was not. Totally surprised. Yeah. It was kind of like this whole uh, light side, dark side stuff where he's just about revenge. Like, you're like me, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and then she came out with revenge. I mean, that was it. She was going to go take him out, take out Neymar. Um, and then something changed right at the end where she kind of understood or whatever. Forgiveness or whatever. She speaks to Ramonda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fantastic. Now I see where some of the rumors came uh, you know, before the film came out, that somehow Killmonger Monger was going to come back and be Black Panther, which obviously is not the case. I mean, the movie's been out for a month now, everyone. Sure, you're <laughs> Black Panther. Yeah. So there's that. But if you look, though, her costume does have gold, like his does. It is, you know, it is an homage to his costume as well. Right. I mean, yeah. yes, the purple energy still comes out like her brothers, but she is not a hundred percent, you know, just her brother's sister. She has this fire in her that she has to temper somehow. And I love the fact that going into the, the, uh, the, uh, not the celestial realm, but what is it called? Uh, not the ethereal realm, but whatever. The ancestral plane. Thank you. Ancestral plane. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, Carly. Um, that you see who you want to see. She didn't know she wanted to see a Killmonger, but it makes so much sense because, as she said, she didn't believe. She just wanted revenge. And there he is, telling her how to do it. Yep. Yep. Now, my favorite character outside of Namor, because I just really, I dug Namor, um, actually was, was Nakia. She was, the, she was the strength, I thought, throughout even though she was away and then came back, but she was the one who, and we kind of know why at the end. Um, but uh, I thought Lupita did a great job. I, I just liked that character. I thought it was, um, and she kicked ass, but she also <laughs> was smart one, not smart one, the, the level headed one. Um, Cause arguably she lost her husband, I guess you would say, uh, which was more than just the black Panther to her. But, uh, and then, then you got to feel bad for, uh, uh oh what's what's her name from the Dora Milaje? Oh uh Okoya, okay. the general? Y- yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I felt horrible for her. <laughs> yeah. From the first like scenes when they were like making fun of her makeup or whatever, I was like, yeah. okay, that's that's kind of funny. Uh, but then she ends up like losing her post as general. I thought I understand Queen Ramonda's like anger and frustration with her because she had told her that she didn't want Sherry going on that mission because that's her only child left and unfortunately things happened that um, allowed Sherry to be taken 
But we have to give it to Okoya for by- battling like five, yeah. however many it was, of those blue people. The avatars. Oh, no. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Not Atlanteans. They're one of the... Well, they're uh, a Mayan. Weren't they Mayan? Well, Mesoamerica. Yeah. I can't I can't say the name of their city. I'm Hispanic. How bad is that? <laughs> Talocan? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, you got it. You got it. Um, but yeah, she she got the short end of the stick all the way through the movie. So it was it was a tough it was a tough. Yeah, but like Carly said, I get the point. She told her not to bring Shuri, and then Shuri gets kidnapped. I, I can see the queen being pissed. Uh, I had beginning of this movie, I had two kids. Now I have zero. Right, but how, was, like her mom can't even control Shuri. How she expect a, uh, someone who actually has to bow to the princess? Take it's like any other trope, you know. You got to tell Princess Leia what to do. You can't go anywhere. Come on. Fair <laughs> enough. She her, as a mom, she she would she would have known that. Well, she I mean, was, she's and, stricken with grief. I mean, she's grief, grief. Lost to her be fair, I mean, it's her not husband, her, f- her son, everything within the last five years, I suppose. Yeah, but to be fair, uh, okay, it was uh, even though it wasn't her, her husband did lead the coup in the last one, so mm-hmm. that's a mark too. Yeah. yeah. She does um, end up with a pretty cool suit, though. Yeah, that was a yeah. I wonder what that's going to be. Is that is that a character going forward, Michael? That you know of? Is it is this something different? Is it part of Iron War? What is that thing? No, no. Well, I don't know what the new the Armor Wars show is going to be about. In the comics, remember this was the eighties when that happened. Right. It was about you know people using bits of Stark tech to make their own power suits. So it could be translated to that because yeah, that is clear. I mean, with Ironheart. That is clearly based on Stark technology. I mean, it looks like an Iron Man suit. And now, what do they call these? The the Midnight Angels or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly based on that as well. Um, Who knows if they're going to be part of the Armor Wars? Could be. I know this, that Anderson Cooper is now in the Marvel Universe. Like, all over it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And CNN. Yeah. (laughs) How does that work? I don't know, but he was all over it. Uh, well, it's funny because CNN is Time Warner, Warner D- Discovery. Why aren't they in the DC universe? I don't know. Maybe they will be. Maybe that'll be the tie that brings both universes together in one oh. film. It'll all be come through Anderson Cooper. <laughs> what else have we have we covered? I want to make sure we covered, you know, um, the movie. What it, all right, so what do you guys think is the best part of the movie and what is the worst part? You got to have some criticism. Michael, Michael you want to go first? Or Joe? I want to go the best part. Uh, the best part was the mid credit scene for me. Um, we're all used to, you know, we're all, everybody expects a mid credit scene. We didn't, we didn't talk about that, so that's good to bring up. You know, we all expect it. We know it's coming. We know there's always going to be one, maybe two. And one of the first things I do before I go into a Marvel film is Google how many men credit scenes are there. So that way I know whether just to leave one. after the first one or not. There's just the one. And the way the movie ends with Shuri finally uh, burning her funeral robes and trying to close that chapter and make her peace with her grief. 
And then we get into Rihanna's very powerful, very good song. And then it shifts back to her. And I'm like, oh, we're still in that scene. And then Nakia comes over. And as soon as I see the little boy, oh Everybody my God. Everybody sees this little boy, yeah. Oh my God. Choked up immediately. And names him Prince, well, he's Prince Chikala. Chikala. T'Challa. Sorry. T'Challa. T'Challa. Not Ka. T'Challa. Yeah. Same name. I can, I can, I'll get it out eventually, <laughs> but yeah. Well, it's a great way of keeping that name because it's important to the comics, right? Like it's T'Challa stays for quite a while. So, you know, well, eventually that he may be Black Panther again, whenever, when, when Carly's our age and they reboot everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The Marvel Universe isn't going anywhere, right? Right. Like there's going to be a point when they reboot it or something and they've already established a new Black Panther. So right. Marvel is betting. I mean, we're DC, the DC universe right now is trying to figure out whether or not they're going to release flash. Uh, the Marvel universe is planning 10, 15, 20 years ahead of time. Like we've been around this long. We're going to be around that much longer. I mean, who does that? For sure. Yeah. Well, good, 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 good uh, writers. But what, what's your, what's your worst part of the movie? Uh, I don't know, come back to me on that. I'm thinking. All right, Carly, go ahead. Okay, I'll start with my criticism. Maybe it's me and I have bad eyes, but some of those scenes were so dark that I like was, especially like the underwater scenes. Underwater stuff was, yep. Yeah, it was really hard to see. And um, it happened quite a bit, I think, because of the storyline, learning more about Talo Khan. But um, yeah, I struggled with that a little bit. Like, I want to be able to see stuff. Um, and it was just kind of pitch black for me for some parts of the movie. Um, but I'd say in addition to that mid credit scene that Michael's talking about, I'd say one of the my favorite parts of the movie was the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was really well done. And I like how it was um, in different languages as well. Like, you, it mm-hmm. really... Um, meshed really well with the storyline highlighting like Aztec culture and just really showing the diversity of nice. the world in the MCU. Yeah. So my, my favorite was the whole learning of another culture, the, the telecon and, and, um, and I didn't think it was going to look good with him flying with his ankles, but it, it was fine. I was a little worried. They about made that. it work. Yeah. It's a tough thing. That's like one of the toughest, you know, um, I don't know. It, it didn't weaken him. Like he could look really weak. Like, you know, it's just a very, uh, they even made it sound cool. Yeah. Uh, like I never thought about that in the comics. Like no. you see him flying around. Of yeah. course they make sound. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't mean to jump in your thing. Julia, no, 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 it was cool. Right. Um, and I just think, I, I don't want to say it's the worst thing. I just, it's like I said earlier, I just, the iron heart just kind of, it just felt so forced in there that it didn't need to be there. Like Sherry's smart enough. Like you didn't need another, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I get it. Uh, or maybe they could have waited. Like they could set her up. Like they're like, they keep going after her and like they keep saving her, but they didn't have to make her iron heart right away. Like, I guess, you know, it would have been nice for her to figure it out on her own without Siri just hitting print. Sometimes it's a little easy when they just hit like the print. Here's your new suit. 
Um, I don't know. It would have been cool if, if she figured out her own suit like Tony Stark and just, I, I don't know. That that was my my worst part there for me, which could be, um, it could anger people. I don't mean any disrespect. I just think it could have been done better. No, while, while Carly was talking, I came up with the same thing. That's the worst thing for me in the movie as well is, don't get me wrong, uh, the character's fine. Yeah. Uh, the actress that played her is fantastic. You know, the banter they had when she first, Mm-hmm. When they showed up to try and protect her, she's good. And I agree. It would be nice if we could have seen her build the armor a bit more. And apparently those scenes exist. And instead they put them into target ads. Well, they yep. ha- they showed her cutting out the heart. No, no. They show her in her lab. Oh, okay. Building the iron heart. But those scenes were, like I said, were cut. And instead they're using them for target ads right now. Oh, I didn't know that. So watch target ads next time and you'll All see. Right. There's clips of her building the suit. Um, so there's no diss on the actress or the character no, itself. No, no, no. But there's no reason for Ironheart to be in this film. You could cut Ironheart out completely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get the fact that the whole, that's the whole reason how Shuri gets kidnapped and blah, blah, blah. But she's a plot device, right? right. She's a MacGuffin. Yeah. You could... Change the story just a little bit, remove Ironheart completely, and it's still a good movie. Right. So, yeah, I agree. That's my least favorite part. That said, I'm going to watch the Ironheart show. I like the character. I'll watch anything they put out. It doesn't mean, you know, I'll, I'll start it there and then go from there, but for sure. All right. Before, so we're, get, we're running up on time, which is fine, but I want to talk about uh, phase four in entire, not entirely, but best movie of phase four is what? For me, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Yes, me too. That's my favorite. Almost of the last five years. I just love that movie. I think it's incredible. It wasn't Michael's favorite. Oh, okay. I liked it. I liked it. But for me, it's Wakanda Forever. Okay. Really? Better than Far From? I think even Spider-Man's uh, No Way Oh, wait, wait. I forgot about that one. Damn it. God, there's so many. Well, I can tell you all of them. We, there's only seven. Black okay. Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and F- Thunder, and Black Panther. I got to go Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Wakanda, and then this is going to piss everyone off. Thor, Love and Thunder? I fucking loved it. I don't care. <laughs> I know I know people diss on it, and I see why they diss on it. I love it. Well, I mine, love it. Would, mine would be Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, and then Wakanda Forever, then... Uh, I would say Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Eternals. Well, no, Black Widow's in there too, before the Love and Thunder and before Eternals. So, but uh, but to me, Shang Chi was the, the most complete. Uh, it was just well done, top to bottom. Every character mattered. No, nothing you could cut from that movie. Uh, it was a family story, but it was a giant story. Uh, it brought new worlds. It um, just like the tallow can, like, like I can, it was, I, I thought it was just, it had the right amount of humor, the right amount of levity, but it also had fantasy. Like it, to me, it was my favorite. It, it's, it's a top, top three Marvel movie for me, period. Um, I go back and watch that. If it's on or whatever, I'll just throw it on. I, I, I just really dig them. It's got mythology. It's got, uh, now my pro- now my big problem with Phase Four is you had the end of Shang Chi where they they meet uh, uh, Banner who still got his arm in a sling. You, they meet uh, Captain Marvel 
And every other movie has no ties to anything else. We've got a giant fucking celestial in the ocean that nobody's talked about. <laughs> they we, did make got, a slight reference to it in She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I All in all, I think phase four was not very good in terms of like a narrative or trying to get me to somewhere. It was just a series of movies, um, but not necessarily connected. Other than what Carla, you pointed out, it was grief. So I have, a, I mean, phase four to me was, I don't think it was a very effective phase. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think story-wise, there was nothing really tying it together, but I guess that allows us to look forward to phase five. Yeah, and, and to me, like what with uh, Kang, obviously he's going to play a huge role, you know, from that's it, not clearly it might not be the same Kang that's in Loki or the timelines are weird. Because it looks like Kang gets escapes via quantum mania. It looks like from from the uh, preview. Sounds like he makes a deal with 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 them or something to get out. I don't know, but that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Shang Chi is the best. I'm sorry, <laughs> it was the best one. That's fair. I just uh, yeah, Phase Four might even be more disjointed than Phase One. Phase At One wasn't with- really disjointed. Well, you had the you had the announcement of all the characters, and they got together by movie four or five. It coalesced by the end, but mm-hmm. when Iron Man came out, they threw on that scene about the Avengers Initiative after the film was done. They could yeah, quick, okay. quick let's throw this on. They still then, built. They still built it better. I'm just saying, though it they didn't know it was going to be as awesome as as it was. Phase four is way more disjointed. Yeah, but here's what I'll say, Michael. Where in the timeline are all these movies? What do you mean? Like, at least phase one, like, this came first, that came, then this came. Like, you could tell in time when these things happened. Like, this, you know, I don't, you could, like, Shang-Chi happened, is that really the first one? Or is it, is, is, does Eternals come before that? Because they were around forever? Like, I don't know. Um, where they all fit in, like uh, is Spider-Man No No Way Home before or after Shang Chi, and Black Widow happens in way before, anyways. Right. So, like, there's no timeline. Like, I don't even know when. What kind of forever is that? Right after the like Thanos is gone. Like, when does it happen? Yeah, what kind of forever happens after the blip? So I know, but when before Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay, or after, like that's what I mean. You don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah, but you had some of that problem with Phase One as well. In Thor: Love and Thunder, what the fuck? That doesn't. You don't <laughs> know what. It, it, it's like just when, what, like what? Is, yeah. But I'm okay with that, and here's why. I mean, I guess it's disjointed. Um, just because it all leads to something doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be good. I mean, of the Avengers movies, let's. I think we can all agree, Age of Ultron's the worst. It's the worst of them, but at least it had a, it. It led to something. Like we're all getting, you know, we got some I good things like out of water. it. We got some good things out of it. Like to me, Vision was one of my favorite characters. It's, it's unfortunate. Oh, he's sweet. No, and I question. guess they're making another. They're making another series with him, apparently. Yeah, a Disney Plus yeah. series. Uh, and then you got Wanda, who's another one of my favorites. Which I don't want her to be evil forever. Hope they bring her back as a wet yeah. X Men. I, I have a feeling she'll show up in X Men if they ever bring that. Um, you bring up a good point, real quick, by mentioning the X Men. No more. Flat out says I'm a mutant. He did say, yeah. 
Can't believe we, we missed that. But yeah, comes right out and says he comes out and says it. Now we already had the hint in Miss Marvel when he tells her you have a mutation, and then they play the X Men theme yeah. song from the nineties. Yeah, no more. It's like I'm a mutant. Well, shit. Right. That's kind of huge. But he's not a. But he's not a god, right? He's just a, he's a pure straight up mutant. This is what with in this. Yes. Yeah. In the comics, he was a god, though, right? No. In the comics, okay, he he's, he's he's just the offspring of a human and an Atlantean. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought maybe he was like like and uh, like in the last like hundred years, not like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, like he is in the movies. Right. He's much more powerful in the movies. Well, much older and much more long lived. I wouldn't say much more powerful. Right. I think his strength is close to that of the Hulk's. Well, can he control water? No. No, he can't. He's not like Aquaman then. He's strong and his 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 strongest power is being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's very headstrong. Yeah. Is he able to grow his wings back? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yes because there's no way you chop off his wing and make it so he can't fly in further <laughs> movies. Okay. Maybe. You never know. Yeah. I think I hope hopefully he grows his wing back. I mean the guy's like what, seven hundred years old, a thousand years old? I hopefully he can regenerate that way. <laughs> Maybe he gets healed by water. If he gets back in there and he gets like like the uh like Water's magic, Wolverine type healing in there or something like that maybe because she basically was uh not the what's the they just evaporated and was evaporated his power taking the water out of him what she did that's basically what she did yeah she basically fried him yeah Yeah. (laughs) microwaved him everybody's gonna have an easy weakness except for the hulk if they ever the weakness they gave him was his intelligence. I can't stand smart Hulk. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, Carly, you see how much I detest like Professor Hulk. It's so stupid and boring. But uh, to your point, um, in the comics, there are always events, right? Where every year the comic book, either the X-Men have an event, Marvel itself has a huge event, and everything needs to lead to those events. And... That's definitely how Phase 3 went. Everything was leading towards, you know, Infinity War and Endgame. We could argue Phase 1 all the way to 3 led to Endgame. That's why you that can. worked. You can. So, but at the same time, there were there were some films that were a little bit more standalone. Of I mean, course. The first Thor doesn't really seem to be leading anywhere. No, that's not true because it, it got S.H.I.E.L.D. back in. Like, it was like the left, the that was a total tie-in. You had Hawkeye in there. Do it. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, it was, but it was, it doesn't lead to the ultimate story of, well, it kind of does. Yes, it does. It's not as strong as some of the other films. My point is, no. my point is, I'm okay with standalone films. And just like in the comics, every once in a while, I want to read an Iron Man comic that's just about Iron Man and his adventures. Or I totally I get that. Totally, totally so, fine with that. Phase four might be a bit more disjointed because they're just like, everyone's telling their own story. But now, with what does Ant Man start Phase Five? Is that yes. how it goes? Yeah, yes. I think so. Quantum it's obviously going to start coalescing. A few months. So, all right. Last thing: what was the worst thing of Phase Four? Oh, I should have been prepared for this. I have no yeah. idea. 
I can run down the list. Yes, Black, please. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Miss, Nar- Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Werewolf by Night, and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, or te- I guess technically part of that. Eternals. Eternals. What about for you, Carly? I I have to say Thor: Love and Thunder. Sorry, Michael, but the Don't ending with uh, it's too bad you can't ever come on the podcast ever again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the ending of going to the unknown. Like, why hadn't they, you know, thought about that before? Yeah. Or why couldn't you know? That's fair. This- it just, yeah, it was an easy, I think, out for them. And I wanted, like, I thought Gore was a pretty good villain. I wish we had seen a little bit more of him. He was the best part of the movie, was Gore. Yeah. He was pretty badass. He, yeah. The Gore, the God Conqueror that didn't conquer any gods. God yeah. killer. God killer. Yeah. He killed gods. No, he won. The rest we were told about. And they, well, okay, yeah. One, only one we saw. Yes. Right. It would have been much more probable to make him kill a few, like, show how powerful he was. Took Lady Sif's arm. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. She's um, God. Yeah, I guess so. Is all all Asgardians are gods? Every one of them? Well, at least the badass ones. I don't, I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think all Asgardians are gods. Are gods. Yeah. I almost said what if, but what if actually mattered? Like, it's canon and it affected some of these stories. I mean, it, we didn't saw, af- it didn't affect any of the stories. It okay, came it, in other stories. Right. But like even the first one with uh, uh, Captain Carter, not only did we see her, uh, the monster. She didn't make it, the, though. No, she didn't. But that version doesn't mean that we're never going to see Captain Carter again. We don't need to. I love Captain Carter. <laughs> She's okay. I haven't bought the comic. That's how much I liked it. I want, I want more Captain Carter. That's just me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Eternals just, it's, a, I liked it. Okay. I watched it. I know I didn't see it in the theater. It was during what the end of COVID where they released it. And I'm like, oh, am I going to go or not? Waited and saw it in Disney Plus. I enjoyed it. It's an interesting take. It's different for Marvel. But when you compare it to everything else, uh, yeah, I got to say it's last. Yeah, I'm torn. I, I guess Eternals, but maybe they'll pay it off. I don't know how. If they can pay it off, maybe it'll make the movie better. Um, Harry Styles is not going to do it for me at the end of the day, like as Thanos' brother. I don't know what that means. A uh, lot of problems with that movie. But, it, you know, I was, I was really hoping that that movie would be an interesting way to kick off different places like Guardians of the Galaxy did. And it didn't do that. Um, so that might be the worst. But Thor and Love and Thunder is right up there. It's, it's you know, there's so many poor choices in that movie. You mean right down there? Uh, yeah, right down there. Because um, I just did not like what they did at the beginning with Guardians. Didn't do anything, and Thor, that was just weird. And they got them out right away. And then I don't know, too comical. Went too far, too far. But you know, people liked it. It sold. People All right. Anything Michael. else we want to uh, wrap up for for this uh, podcast here, Carly? Any thoughts that we missed that you want to touch on that you like? came into the show and says, I'm going to talk about this and that I didn't cover. No, I mean, maybe we can end on like a more positive note with our favorite like series, Disney Plus series. 
I can start off. I'd say mine by far is WandaVision. Um, I really have grown to like the character of Wanda slash Scarlet Witch. And I also just love the kind of love letter that WandaVision was to old reality TV, um, kind of going through the decades of um, different sitcom eras. I just really loved that. It was like, if you weren't, if you're not a Marvel fan, you can still watch it. Um, yep. But if you're a Marvel fan, you could pick up on those really cool um, Easter eggs in the commercials, like the yes. paper towel and um, the, what else? There were like the toaster and things like that. I just love those little nuances that um, MCU fans could really get excited about. Well, for me, uh, WandaVision's up there. And this, I'll throw a little curve. I really, really enjoyed Hawkeye because I loved Kate Bishop. I liked that whole, and, and it's a Christmas thing. So I'm gonna, Christmas is back. It's been a year already since Hawkeye. So I'm going to have to rewatch that to get into the Christmas uh, spirit. Uh, it brought back uh, Kingpin because uh, I really, really like Daredevil. And Daredevil is obviously coming back, which the She-Hulk thing was kind of strange, but it was okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for me, for the series, I mean, WandaVision is probably the best thing they did, but I really enjoyed Hawkeye a lot too. And cause I really liked Wanda even from the thing that solidified Wanda for me was when she went up against Thanos, uh, in, in even in both one infinity war and that where she's like, you took everything and they, I don't even know who you are. And he just, like, she yeah. just beat the shit out of him for a minute. And then, uh, she almost got him in an end game too. Like she's that powerful and she wasn't even Scarlet witch at the time. So imagine now if she went up against Thanos, it might be a different, different outcome or anybody in the in the mcu other than um you know so i i definitely i'm, I'm right there with you michael what, what was your favorite like moon knight no uh i, I didn't enjoy moon knight it was good uh and i was it was it it was good well i say that as an unabashed fan of moon knight who owns way too many moon knight comics but anyway um while I appreciate the complexity and the creativity of WandaVision, for me, the show that I liked best was Loki. That was That's my favorite. Yeah, it was good, too. I did like that. There's some interesting storytelling in there that I, I enjoy. We'll see what happens with the season two. So, Well, let's face it. I mean, yes, it's part of this phase four. But really, out of all the shows, I mean, really all the shows and movies... The one that points directly at Phase Five is Loki. We think the the multiple realities. I mean, without that, we wouldn't have had the Spider Man film. We wouldn't have Quantum Mania. It's going to lead. Loki is like the grenade pin that's pulled that leads to what's going to happen in Phase Five. Got it. So that was my last thing. I was going to read. I was going to end up on a on a high note. Carly, I wasn't going to let us go, but I'm glad you brought us there. My last question to you both, what are you most looking forward to in Phase 5? And I, I'll run down the list real quick. we got Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guardians, Guardians Volume 3, The Marvels, Captain America, New World Order, Thunderbolts, and maybe Blade. That's all the films. Then we've got What If Season 2, Secret Invasion, Echo, Loki 2, Ironheart, Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and Daredevil. Well, Joe, I think we all know yours is Daredevil. That's one of them, for sure. Daredevil well, is definitely up there top. for me. Is that your top? Uh, well, 
that's my top series. My top movie. <laughs> I can't wait for Captain America New World Order because I love Captain America the character and I and I like uh Sam. There you go. <laughs> oh no kidding. That's look at that. I'm with you, uh, Joe. Yeah, so I, I really want to see how what they do with him because I did Captain America and, and I I'm gonna bet that old man cap is in it at some point, even as advice or something. I think we're gonna see Mr. Joe Biden, I mean old man cap. Because uh, if you look at the end of Endgame, he looks like Joe Biden. It kind of threw me he off. Does <laughs> look like Joe Biden? I'm sorry, you, you said it wrong. It's Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Um. So yeah, those two. I think yeah, will be my Phase Five. Uh, what about you, Carly? Um, I think I'm with Joe. I'm excited to see uh, Sam Wilson really take up the mantle as Captain America. Really show what he can do. Um. And then I'd say series wise, I'm kind of looking forward to Secret Invasions. I'm that too. That want to know. I want to know where Nick Fury has been for the however many years he's been gone. Um, and also just see, you know, if any of the characters that we've seen so far in Phase Four are actually scroll. Like I feel like they could pull a, ooh, uh, let's say like, not saying this would happen, but like Spider Man is a scroll or something like that. Like they could really pull some curveballs with this TV show. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Yep. Uh, TV shows, Loki season two. Can't see. I can't wait to see where they go with that. Uh, movies. God, it's hard to say. What were the movies again, Joe? We got Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Man, I'm looking forward to all these, by the way. But everybody is right. Uh, Guardians Volume Three, The Marvels, Captain America: New World Order, Thunderbolts, and Blade. Guardians of Galaxy Three. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I'm I'm a sucker for emotional films. There's gonna be a lot of dead people in this movie, I think. There's gonna be a lot of dead people. Mm. If they I don't kill, want them to die. Yeah, if they kill Rocket, I'm done. There's rumors mm. of Rocket going away. There's rumors that Drax is dead. Well, that's not a, he will be dead because he already said he can't play him anymore. He's been saying it for two years. He's like, well, he's like 50 years old and he's like, I can't maintain yeah. this physique anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was his out. So that's yeah, going to be a good one. It's going to be a tough one, but it'd be a good one. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we've gotten most of it out of this uh, episode. Carly, I hope you had a fun time. I show. had a blast. <laughs> so this was so much fun. We'll, we'll, uh, we said you can't come back though. Yeah, you have to insult, insult. I insult Michael all the time, so you can you can definitely come back. It's totally fine. It's all good. Uh, I, well, I totally recognize that most people don't love uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I realize I'm in the minority, but and also we'll, Labyrinth is amazing. We'll definitely have you back uh, on the show if you so choose to come back. Um, yeah. So after we covered all these topics from Wakanda Forever and Phase Four and possible Phase Five, Michael, tell everybody how they can tell us what they think of those topics. Well, you can find us on both Instagram and Twitter at Kybercast, or if Facebook is more your jam, we have both a page and a group at the Kybercast. Cool. And if the best way to really help out this show is to, what do I say, Michael? Smash that subscribe Smash button. It. Like all the kids say on YouTube, smash it. Um, but best way is to tell your friends about the podcast so that they get to hear it and they can find us on pretty much any podcatcher that's out there. Uh, just search KyberCast and you should be able to find it. That's with a K. Uh, also, they can go to our website, KyberCast.com. All of our shows are streaming there via SoundCloud. So you can just go to our website and listen to it there without any podcatcher. Uh, check out our merch store. 
Christmas is here. He might still have time to get something, nice t-shirt or something out there and uh, send it to whoever you like or if you don't like the show, someone you don't like. Send it. <laughs> it's fun too. Um, so yeah, do that. Uh, and you can check out our Patreon if you like to, patreon.com slash kybercast. But uh, just subscribe. That would be great. Um, next week, Michael, we might what jump back into Willow. I don't know what we're gonna do, but we'll sure. we'll see. Um, so, until next week, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk! Boring conversation, anyway.